0: Hertz takes the snap.
1: He's back. He's going to run. He's in! Touchdown, one Hurts. The Eagles are just devouring the Giants. And it is AJ Brown again. Another touchdown. Welcome back to the Link Lineup. This is episode 12, um, and today we're going to talk about the. Uh, the Eagles-Bucks game coming up on Monday Night Football, uh, which you know me and Bryce will be in attendance for that game. Um, our first one this year, Bryce is going to two. He's going to, as far as we know, he's going to Tampa and then to Philly to watch the 49ers-Eagles game. Yes, I get to go. I got to go to Tampa. Get to go watch us play the Commanders in their home stadium, and then also going to Philly for that 49ers game. So. You know, the fall is the most exciting time of my life because I get to travel. I have to use the Eagles as an excuse to travel, and it's something I look forward to every year. Um, so, with that being said, yeah, uh, two undefeated teams going head-to-head on Monday Night Football. Uh, one, I guess you can say was expected to be 2-0. The other one, maybe not so much. Um, so, going into this game, I pulled up a stat the last four times. Uh, the Eagles have played the Bucks, We have lost. Yep, uh, we're on
0: a i think we're on a five game losing streak maybe
1: i think it's, it might be four or five i can't remember but last i can tell win,
0: the last one we had was in 2013 against
1: them well that's not good it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things but just for just for uh you know fun we'll go we'll take a trip down memory lane last time we played the bucks uh, was in Tampa the or wild card playoff uh got killed got our asses whooped um uh, the next one uh, was the same year, but on Thursday Night Football. I believe this was Zach Ertz's last game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we got whooped again. Not really. I think it was a three-point game, but it didn't feel like a three-point game.
0: Oh, yeah. Never mind. It's starting to come back to me. Yeah. Yep.
1: And then in 2018, September 16th, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Deshaun Jackson go off. Um, this was a game where... Eagles fans were passing out, or not Eagles fans, but just fans in general were passing out in the stands because it's so hot. Um, luckily for us, it is early in September, so it's still hot outside in Tampa, but it was a Monday night football game, therefore it shouldn't be that bad. Um, and then uh, the fourth one was in 2015. Last year, Chip Kelly, uh, James Winston threw for five touchdowns. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> fun times, fun times. But, you know, we'll we'll, we'll start this off like we always do. He's doing key matchups, um, you know, on the offense and defense side. So our offense versus their defense, um, you know, well, our bread and butter right now seems to be the running game. Um, no way the fans are much about it. Our passing game just kind of hasn't been a thing this year so far, besides a couple big chunk plays here and there. But, um, you know, other than that, nothing really too crazy. Uh, obviously last week we saw DeAndre Swift come home and uh you know show out and so i don't think this bucks team has a a like a great run run defense uh, i think they're like maybe like in top 15 top 16 maybe but still a
0: they're they're a hard team to judge just based off their opponents they've played the two opponents that they've played are not great run run teams right. which the bears i don't really yeah. think are good at anything right now but uh, the Vikings, I don't think they have a strong run game. Their offensive line isn't bad. Uh, but the Bears, I, as much as they've dumped into their offensive line, it still seems pretty bad. But so it, it's kind of hard to judge this team. They got good players though on their defensive line.
1: Yep, they do. Uh, when it comes to running, uh, we got they got a big guy at nose tackle. monster, huge guy. Uh, Vita just. Huge, big guy. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, Jason Kelsey and Cam Jergens, Uh go up against him. Hopefully, they don't take advantage of that. Um, I trust Jason Kelsey. It's Cam Jergens that I don't really trust yet. Um, this gonna, is
0: one of the this is one of the matchups we talked about uh, at the beginning of the year. Yep, when it came to
1: Cam. Yeah, it's just it's just one of those things you worry about. Uh, but hopefully, you know we you know we got Stoutland. Hopefully, he kind of. Prepares for this game, uh, kind of figures out something because we can't we can't have running over Cam Dragons, um, which I'm sure Cam Cam Dragons will lose a couple of these these battles that they have throughout the game. But hopefully we just avoid it um, as much as we can. <clears throat> but yeah, I, you know it's still early in the season. Two games have been played. Nobody really knows. They don't have really an identity yet. Nobody does. Um, no, not yet. <sighs> You, you'll find out in October, uh, early November, where like where your team is, what you, your team relies on. Um, right now, it's just kind, of, it's just trying, to, it's kind of just going through the motions and trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work. And it's a week to week basis. Um, but I, we got, we had the best offensive line in football. Still, I'm gonna say it until somebody proves me otherwise. Uh, no glaring weaknesses. Uh, there's a, a slight hiccup. I wouldn't call it weakness with like Cam Jergens. He's a solid. He's a solid office alignment. It's just he just size issue. He's just smaller. Um, so people will take advantage at some point. But other than that, he's super solid. Uh, so I expect Denver Swift to have a good game. Uh, who do you think is going to have the most carries between him <clears throat> and Kenneth Gainwell? Um,
0: just based off last game, I think you got to give DeAndre the the amount of carries. Um, but to be that to be said, it wouldn't surprise me if Kenny Gainwell uh, gets a lot of touches. But I don't see him – I don't see the coaching staff just jumping him right back into it after his injury. But Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be weird, I think. It will be. We get uh, to watch it live. <laughs> so. Yeah,
1: we will. We'll can we get the boo if they, uh, yeah. if they give Kenneth Gainwell the ball too many times. Uh, there is this theory that is going on in my head that they're – maybe not giving the swift the ball as much just to kind of make it where he is less desirable come free agency so we can send him back, which is a possibility. But at the same time, you're also uh, having the chance of him just being pissed off and not want to come yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, so
0: if that was the case, I think you just, first and foremost, you play to win this year. Uh, this is the kind of the year that everybody's looking at you. Uh, definitely betting on you to go back. So, I think you have to have the best players on the field at all times. Yeah. And uh, to me, DeAndre Swift is is the better player over Kenneth Gainwell.
1: Yeah, and uh, funny enough, I recorded a podcast by myself um, because I didn't think Bryce was going to be here. Uh, Josh is feeling a little under the weather, so you know we hope he starts feeling a little bit better. Um, but the show must go on. Um, but it's funny because I said that DeAndre Swift isn't like a, a three-down back. And then I retracted my statement with he is, but you don't want him to have such a super high volume of touches, just because, you know, you don't you want to wanna... keep him upright. You do, and then running backs nowadays, unless they're big and they're like Derrick Henry size, which most of them aren't, you don't want to get you have them taking as many hits as they do. So running back by committee is like the the thing to do now. Um, yeah, with a and with hell, like by...
0: even like even with your example just then with Derrick Henry, hell, you're starting to see. Tajay Spears start cutting into his third down snaps, and hell, even taking more snaps from him right now. But um, it's running back position is so weird nowadays. It's just so undervalued, and it it hurts my heart personally to see that happening. Because I mean, I grew up played running back and stuff like that, and I want I was in. Meyer watching football growing up in years too. that was probably one of the most glorified positions to play as a kid coming up because of all the people in the NFL then but uh it sucks to see it uh start to dwindle down but I guess just that's just how the game starting to unfold nowadays
1: yep it is and you know I I do agree with some of it because running back does take the most hits because uh, you're catching the ball you get hit if you run the ball you get hit and if your you're pass protection you're getting hit so 90% of the time, 95% of the time, you're getting hit. Uh, so, you know, going back to this game, I think I think the under Swift gets 70% of the touches. And then the game will probably get 25 and Boston's out gets the rest. I don't think Rashad Penny will be active. Is Boston
0: okay? Is he? I haven't, I
1: haven't heard he anything. Concussion?
0: I, heard I anything. thought he left the game with concussion last game.
1: Uh, if so, I haven't heard anything. So no news is good news. Uh, that's what I've been told all my life. Um, but I will search his name up real quick and see if I can find anything. But um, I do think that'll be the case where it's it's seventy twenty five and five. Yeah. Um, haven't seen anything about him yet. So concussion usually you can play within ten days. Typically yeah. that's how it goes. Um. But that's what I hope for too. Like I don't mind giving Kenneth Kane with some touches. He's a great short yardage back, but he's not gonna. He doesn't have like that explosiveness that you know Swift has, and even Boston Scott. Boston Scott has some explosiveness as well. Um, so you know, play to their strengths, and you'll be in you'll be in a good spot. Mm-hmm. So I like it. Yep. Uh, it just I don't know. Uh, does it ever
0: worry you that we're just so heavily on the running back by committee thing? Like just because we. Sh- I don't know, because I always refer back to 2017. Um, I loved it. I thought it was great because we had a great stable of running backs then. But it always felt like to me, when you do that, you're almost taken away from like a player's strengths or like just not letting him shine as much. Because it's hard for for a back to get into a rhythm when you're doing that. But as you've seen last last week, DeAndre Swift was on a roll and they clearly went with a hot hand. And <laughs> Rashad Penny didn't look great. That's another thing. I don't think he's on the roster much longer.
1: I don't think so either.
0: Uh, I wish he was. I wish he still had that explosiveness that he has, he used to have. But I, I think the is finally just starting to take a toll on him. But I don't know. What's your, what's your feelings over the whole committee thing, just in general?
1: I think in this case, like this week specifically. Uh, I think you have to give the ball to DeAndre Swift until he slows down. Um, I like committees just because, you know, if, for example, DeAndre Swift has the hot hand right now, he's, he's clearly running back one, right? But if he, has a bad, if he has like a bad start, guess what? We have another person that can take over and be running back one. You know, it's, it's, you know, sometimes you will start off slow and you have to kind of find who has the hot hand. But once you find it, you're good and you ride that hot hand until you can't any longer. So I like it because it's you know, it you're not dependent on one person. You can you can kind of depend on others and you know I like Kenneth Gainwell's, like play style. He can catch the ball a little bit. He can run a little bit. He can he can pass protect a little bit. Um, whereas I feel like DeAndre Swift's can do it all better, but like the drop off isn't like terrible. It's significant, but it's not like terrible.
0: Um, I just think DeAndre is just such a he's way more explosive than any back we've had in, in these past five years,
1: probably five, six years. And I'm excited to watch him Monday. And uh, I think that number zero looks, looks cool. Oh, dude, That's
0: clean, dude. It's so, so clean. I'm excited to see him Kelly green.
1: Yeah, that will be nice. I, I, I wish we could go to those games, but I mean, yeah, one day, one day I imagine
0: him taking prices or through the roof.
1: don't think so I do I want I do want to share this real quick Um, the uh, whenever I originally bought these tickets uh, for some reason so every game around uh, this particular one was like the lowest price ticket was like like $70 this one was the lowest like 200 so for some reason this game was expensive come to find out they're honoring uh, Ronde Barber Barber, uh, which Rigo's fan fuck that guy yeah, you are sad when you think about that. And he will get booed by us. Uh, maybe for filling if we're filling the drinks. I will be drinking because you got you got to. I will be too. Um but uh it's crazy that the ticket prices was expensive. And luckily, somehow, some way, just search one random day on Ticketmaster. Saw somebody put No free shout price. outs. Yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> on this particular website and they they just completely un- undersold the value of the ticket. Got it for like two hundred dollars less than everybody else. It's beautiful, chest kiss. Uh, but yeah, uh, seats we're going to aren't the greatest, but they're fifty yard line up up top, so it's all twenty two all the time. I'm
0: very curious to see Tampa Bay Stadium though, because on TV I think it looks pretty cool, yeah. like the whole pirate ship and everything else. I think that. And especially, like, on Monday night games, like, night games itself at that stadium look like it's pretty entertaining just to be there. So, yeah. I'm very excited to go to this one.
1: I love night games. I love I love not going to two night games. I feel like the the energy that is in the stadiums uh, come kickoff is there's, like, there's nothing like it. Uh, just because, you know, the whole world's watching. Even though, you know, we're doing that stupid Monday night, to, like, doubleheader thing. Hate it. You don't yeah, like it? No, no. Because I would rather us start at 820 and then the weather be a little bit cooler, but we're starting at 720, which is which is cool, I guess. But like,
0: Oh, we're the first Monday night game. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, what if the revolves, the roles were reversed? Would you like it better? Like if no. we were the later game,
1: no, I still, I still hate the the Monday night football like, double header thing. I just, it, yeah.
0: Cause I, I can see that. Cause it's supposed to be like a one, everybody's supposed to focus on that one game. I can see that. Uh, and that, I mean, if you're watching at home, you're obviously flipping through the channels, watching both games or something like that. But I don't know. But I believe we're wearing all white.
1: So that's, that's, ew,
0: bro. I can't, I hate the all whites. I'm not a fan of them. I don't know why. I've just never been a fan of them.
1: Maybe we're, we, maybe we the white and black, or maybe we just the white and green,
0: but just green and white. I think that's, that's what we were the last time we played in the table, wasn't it? In the playoff game was the green and white. I think so. Green, green jerseys, white bottoms. Yeah.
1: Well, something tells me since it's still kind of hot, that it's going to be all white and I'm, I'm going to be sad. So, yeah. But going back to the game, uh, our passing offense versus their passing defense. Uh, Bryce, can you tell me anything that scares you as far as Bucks' defense um, when it comes to defending our passing game?
0: So, the only thing that really comes to my mind, just right off rip, is they got they have very athletic linebackers. So to me, I don't, I don't see Dallas Goddard being much of a factor this game. Uh, I think they may have Devin White on them uh, for a lot of the game, which, if that's the case, and they play Bucks play a lot of man, and I don't know, it's Todd Bowles' defense, so I'd, I'd expect a lot of blitzes. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see, but they have a lot of they got two athletic linebackers and Devin white and Levante David, uh, their secondary is kind of iffy. Uh, they still, they've lost some guys in that secondary Jordan. Everybody. Left. Yeah. Jordan Whitehead left, uh, Sean Murphy bunting. He left. Um, I'm pretty sure Jamel Dean's still there. He is. Uh, I can't think of the other one.
1: Carlton uh, Davis uh, is. The other yeah. One.
0: That's the one that I'm thinking of. Uh, yeah, they're still there. Um, a couple of years ago, those they were some really good corners. Um, the year that they won the Super Bowl, they were they they played pretty damn well. But uh, I think their secondary is kind of taking a drop off. Um, so if the Eagles can get their passing game rolling, this game might get ugly. Um. In my eyes, just because I don't, I think we if we're just playing straight up man on man, I think we have way more weapons, more capable weapons than than they can defend. But uh, Todd Bowles defense are all they're always tough, man. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see.
1: Yeah, uh, I think. And this is what I said in my solo podcast, um, I do think. I do think that this is a game where the Eagles kind of start figuring stuff out on the passing side. And I do think this is a game where if they don't blitz, we'll attack the outside heavy. We'll, we'll do whatever we can. The middle of the field is not going to be a, a thing. It's already it's not going to happen. Um, now if they blitz, that's a totally different story. Uh, but if they're I not – I can honestly
0: see a lot of wide receiver screens coming into uh, into this game plan.
1: I can see it too, but – I definitely see us taking shots. Uh, I feel like Brian Johnson's going to try to get Joan Hurts going, um, and that'd be nice just to, just to kind of see it all firing on all cylinders.
0: Is Antoine Woodfield still healthy? I mean, he he played last week, didn't he? he
1: yeah, I don't see a, uh, anything um, by his name, so I'm assuming he's healthy.
0: So that's like the one bright spot that they have in their secondary.
1: Yeah, but he's not he's not as good as he once was. So that's the only thing. And that's
0: so weird to me too because I remember like their Super Bowl year. He was really good. And, hell, that was only a couple of years ago.
1: Was he the guy that did the finger thing, the Tariq? Yeah,
0: yeah, the peace sign. Oh, yeah. It was... that boy deuces.
1: Yeah, I don't well, – let me look. I don't see anything. Um, so, I think he's healthy.
0: Uh... Why are you trying to find that? I just think we match up really well against him. Uh, I think what helps our defense out – I mean, what helps our – not defense, but helps our offense out uh, – the way Tampa plays their defense, if I can recall, uh, they don't usually press a lot, um, which – and they got some lengthy corners, but I feel like our receivers as route runners because we we have a possession receiver a lot in A.J. Um, call it what you want, but anybody listening out there, A.J.'s not a speechster. <laughs> Never really, never really has been, never really will be. He's just bigger than you. Big body. Uh, big body. Can run good routes, but he's more of a possession receiver. Just go up and get it. And you got Devonte, beautiful route runner, and Quez is your speedster. So. hurt. Yeah. So, if Quez was healthy, this would be the game where I could see him getting like a shot deep, kind of testing their safeties. Uh but I don't know, man. I'm really excited for this one because I'm really excited to see the offense play. Uh, since we'll be at this game and where we're sitting, we'll see like the whole all 22 view yeah. and we'll see what the fuck is going on on like the back end of our offense. Once like if you're watching on TV, the play is off the screen so you can't see what the hell the coverage is and what the route concepts and stuff are. So this is what I'm kind of excited to see just from like a Brian Johnson standpoint, what what he's calling.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah. Um... For those of you, uh, probably, I've probably said this before, maybe I have. I don't know if, if it's on this show or the other one. Um, for those of you who are looking at, you know, games and ticket prices and you want to stay as close as possible, I promise you, if you are a fan of football and you love the game, sitting up top is the best thing you can do just because you see everything develop. And you like, you don't have to, like, move your neck at all. Like, you're, you're, you're there. You're watching it, and you're like, you can see everything it's beautiful the game of of I like basketball the game of football is beautiful, you know just watching how like the schemes get people open or plays um, develop it's beautiful. it is so good and like those tickets aren't like super cheap. they're not like like ten dollars, but if you're on a budget, do do that just do that. And I promise you you won't regret it.
0: um, I know whenever I was younger, people would always say like, "No, please,
1: and you're like you're thinking. That's awful, bad, ne- everything negative about about it, right? But as I've gotten older, I love I love going to nosebleeds. Um, the energy in the stadium is unmatched because you have people that say, "Just watch the game at home." That's what you're watching when you're at the nosebleeds. It doesn't matter. No, nah. see so much more, and just being in the stadium is is a this is a thrill. So if you haven't been to a game and they and the Eagles come near you, if you're not in Philadelphia, definitely save up your money and get nosebleeds. Obviously, if you can afford it, get as close as you want because that is an experience in itself because the Philadelphia game –
0: You get down low, the beers start flowing for some reason. The closer you get to the field, and it gets more and more electric, the closer you get. But if you're just – like you said, if you're just a fan of football and actually know the game of football and know schemes and stuff like that, the nosebleeds is where you want to be because you can literally see everything develop. And it's not like you're – it's not like players are ants down there. They're not. like You can like see. Like, all these, like, videos and stuff you see online from nosebleeds, it looks like the players are so fucking small. That's not the case at all. Like, so me and Chase, we went to Indianapolis last year. This was my first time ever sitting up high, and I would almost prefer that over any other seat just because you can literally – when when we tell you you can see everything, you can literally see everything.
1: Yep. And we're, we're, I'm going to talk about this because I, I'm very passionate about this. So I sat in the nosebleeds for, uh, let's see, three? No, four. Wait, probably four or five Eagles games. Uh, I, sat, I sat very high. I went to Bank of America Stadium and uh, for the Panther Eagles game. I sat in row like Z. I looked it up yesterday or the day before because I was asking Caitlin where we sit at. I couldn't figure it out. But row Z, that's like row 26 if you're keeping count at home. And that's a little further away, but like the seat is, is awesome. And I sat in the corner of uh, the nosebleeds at the Falcons game. Still great seats, no matter where you are, it's a great seat. Um, now, Bryce mentioned that the beer starts flowing, it's a little more electric down low. It is, it's two different experiences, but you still enjoy it no matter what. Like, because when you're down low, you're, sweet, you're closer to players, and it's just, it's different, you know, because me and Bryce. Uh, last year we sat row four in the end zone. We're sitting row eleven this year in the end zone. It it's being close is awesome. It's just like you you feel like you're more part of it. But I feel like in nosebleeds you're more of a fan, and like if you're in the football that's just the perfect seat for you. Um, but if like I said, obviously if you get a chance sit as close as you can, just get the experience. But I will always prefer the the nosebleeds. All right, enough of our experiences. Yes, um, but yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it'd be nice to see just, it'd be nice to see, uh, the plays develop from our seats. That's the last thing I'll say about it. Because <laughs> we're talking about, we're talking about our offense. We want to know what's going on. Um, we'll definitely be watching it.
0: Be on the then, look for our live updates on Twitter. If you follow us on Twitter, I'm not, well, I, I would not be on my phone. You, you can,
1: you can be, you It can be,
0: I'll, you. I'll, I'll give some live updates about the offense and cause that's mainly what I'm going to focus on, uh, a lot this game, uh, I'm a huge defensive guy, but I'm very curious to see what the hell is actually going on with our offense at the moment. So, yep.
1: And that's that's what's that's what's cool about this game is since since we are sitting up there and we know that the offense that have issues. Guess what we're looking for that we're looking we're going to watch yeah. that the whole time. Um. So yeah, we we'll, we're excited. We'll, we'll we'll post pictures, you know, all that fun stuff. Um. So, do you think do you think the the office gets back on track this week, or do you think it's another week?
0: I think this is uh. This might be the week that Brian Johnson – see, because to me, I honestly feel like he's not opened the playbook. I feel like he hasn't either.
1: I feel like it's been very vanilla. Yeah, I feel like he
0: hasn't opened it up to its full capacity and the full, like, strengths of what it can be. So I think this is the week that he may have have heard the rumblings in Philadelphia, unhappy – fan base and shit like that. And, hell, Nick – I mean, Nick has kind of talked about it in press conferences and stuff like that. So, I think this is the week that him, that Brian Johnson and uh, Kevin Petullo, I think they they look into it and try to open this play bucket even more.
1: I'll tell you what. The, the first step for becoming a better play caller Brian Johnson is taking them quarterback powers yep. and fucking doing this right here and throwing them away. Yep. It's not working. It's not working. We're all tired of watching it. Like yeah. we love we love Jalen. The only quarterback run play that we should have could come from an RPO or a little halfback lead draw play that they do that they do. It worked in Indianapolis last year and it yep. worked it worked against New England. I believe it was New England. Uh, the first game of the year. And not doing maybe everything else.
0: You throw a read option in there every every now and then just to keep the defense on their toes. But it should not it's this quarterback power shit and running read options, stuff like that. Ten plays a game. Get that out the window, man. Jalen has developed into such a accurate and persistent passer that he needs to – that's what he needs to do. And that's what I, I feel like a lot of the offense's problem is. You're not getting Jalen comfortable. You're not letting him settle into games. You're not getting him into a rhythm. And it's so hard to get into a rhythm of passing when you're running little, like, like wide receiver screens stuff like that, them never work. By the way, I don't. I, I'm such an advocate of getting that shit out of a playbook because to me, I've never seen them work hardly all the time. Like they ever. work in college, yeah, they work in college. But I mean, you're you're going against players that are just as fast. I mean, like you're, and half the time you run them to Devonte Smith. He's very elusive, but he's not like the quickest receiver you got on your team. Like he's not the shiftiest receiver in open field that you got on your team i mean i don't i don't know it's weird to me
1: it's just the speed of the game in the nfl is so much different than college and like those linemen that you see get absolutely toasted in college are not the same linemen you see in the nfl then the guys from the nfl can read that that play and get off packed. blocks
0: and get get to that screen and sniff it out
1: yeah and then the field like like in college, obviously the hash marks are a lot more spread out, so you can run a screen to this side and be on the complete opposite side of the field. You know, mm-hmm. whereas the NFL is a lot, a lot tighter. Um, so I do. I also think that the the Eagles will kind of find, you know, some type of stride in the offense. It, it might not be like this. It might not be like oh, well, there's last year's offense. There they go. I hope it is.
0: But, I think uh, they need to come out throwing this game. They do, definitely do, do, need do. to cut. Come- they need to come out and try to settle in.
1: Yeah, um, I think I think what they should do is give Jalen some some like easy plays, like one or two reads, um, but like like very like high like percentage of like working. You know, like it's just the scheme is perfect. No matter what the defense is throwing at him, It's just he has a look. Get him, get him comfortable. Get his confidence up. He's a mentally strong guy, but I do feel like at some point this is with everybody that the noise and then just knowing being self-aware that, you know, you haven't been playing your best does get to you. And, you know, um,
0: everybody has their breaking point, man. Yep. I mean, no matter how mentally strong you are, whether his breaking point is probably going to be taking it to Brian Johnson and just because they're having such a close relationship, like bro, he's going to go to him and be like, look, the shit you're calling is not working. At what point do we change this? Like, have we not watched film all week or anything like that? Have you not just studied? I mean, I know it's as cliche and, like, corny as it sounds, but I could see that, like, if this continues to happen, there might be, like, a players meeting within the offense and be like, hey, this shit that we're calling is not working. It's just not – we're not playing to the standard that we hold ourselves.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to say this, and then we'll move on to defense because I know we've kind of been – hanging on, hung, hanging on to the offense. Uh, but I think I go back and forth a lot. I try to be like optimistic. Now, when one of the games on, I'm as just as, you know, at, like just as bad as everybody else's when it comes to the hot takes and, and all that. But, you know, every night or, you know, after the game, I tweet out something like something positive, just because I want everybody to kind of see like, like take a positive out of the game. And you know, like like last week, I feel like the second half we kind of figured out. Or start from the second quarter to the end of the game, we figured out our offense a little bit. I think Brian Johnson will be okay. I, I he's not who we had before with Shane Steichen or even Frank Wright. But I do think that he will he'll figure it out. And there is what we like what we said earlier this year is like there will be some some growing pains with having you know, new coordinators. It's just going to happen. Uh, you can't expect them to be firing on all cylinders right off the rip. But, like, you know, obviously, Sean Asai is doing great with what he's doing, with what he has. But Brian Johnson might come along later this year, and we'll be like, man, he's going to have a head coaching job soon or something. Um, so, you know, give him some time and just have some belief that him and Jalen Hurst can figure it out. Because, you know, I have all the belief in the world of Jalen – uh, he even though he does frustrate me sometimes, uh, he is by far my favorite quarterback that I've ever watched when it comes to the Eagles. And I've seen McNabb, Vic, all your favorite ones, Nick Foles. He's been my favorite just because of the way he acts. Um, so I believe in him, and I think that we will figure it out. Yep. Um, defense. So, uh, Baker Mayfield's had a great start to his year. Um,
0: yeah, you so, got to get hats off to that guy, man.
1: He has. He, he
0: hasn't. You couldn't ask him to play any better than he has so far.
1: Yep. But here's what I'm going to say. He hasn't played defense like the Eagles, and definitely a a pass rush like the Eagles. Uh, So we'll start with their passing offense versus our passing defense. Our passing defense so far hasn't been fantastic. I think we rank in the bottom half of the league when it comes to passing defense. Um, All that has to do with injuries, plus it's only two games. Um, So, you know, obviously we know what happened last week with injuries of Antet Maddox, Blankenship. Nakobe Dean's out, so you know there's there's some there's some growing pains with that. Uh, just because we do have a young back half. Well, it's not really a young back half, depending on who's back there. But like Reed, Reed's still in his second year. Uh, Josh Job was in his first start in the NFL in his second year. He had Mario Goodrich out there, who I believe that was his first game. Or he's he's, he's a rookie, right? Uh, he was
0: here last year. He just never played. Never played. Okay, he
1: had the premier patch, so I didn't know if he – I forgot if he's a rookie or not. But, yeah, he uh, – so he never played. So, like, they're, they're bound to give up some some yards. Justin Jefferson's great. So, you know, it's not like – it's not like he's nobody. Also, let me flip back over real quick. Let me go back to offense. Just want to point this out there. Justin Jefferson had 150 yards in the first half against this team. So, if – if he can do it, hopefully AD Brown Devontae Smith can do something <laughs> similar to it. Yeah. All right. Going back over to defense. Um so, you know, Justin Jefferson's great. So he's gonna put up yards. It's gonna happen. Kirk Cousins' is having a great year so far. He's gonna put up yards. But who they play the Bears and the Vikings, who are have terrible defenses. Terrible defenses. So Baker Mayfield's gonna I feel like he's gonna have happy feet like he usually does whenever pressure comes. And I think he's gonna make some some bad throws will it result in interceptions, maybe, maybe not. But I do think he will have an off game because he just hasn't felt pressure like this. Uh, that like I feel like he will get this game. Um, the uh, the right side of their offensive line is is very weak. Uh, their best players, their left tackle, Christian Wirfs. I thought
0: uh, is he left
1: tackle or right tackle? I believe he's a left tackle. Let me double check. He's a left tackle. Because uh, he's going to line up against uh, Josh Sweat most of the time, so it'll be interesting. This will be an interesting battle between Josh Sweat and Tristan Wirfs. And you know, if Josh Sweat is going to take that next step and like kind of compete for like an All-Pro type type thing, this is a great like this is a great time to do it. Um, I mm-hmm. believe in him. I think he. I think he'll win some of these battles. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Tristan Wirfs is no slouch. He's going to win some too. Um, but their right side. It's trash. They lost their center uh, at the start of the year because, yeah, he had a knee thing, I think, right? Yeah, Ryan yeah, Jensen. Right? Yeah, his, his career is probably over because uh, it's been bothering him for the past couple of years. They got uh, a dude named Cody Cody Mock and then Luke. Cody, yeah, Mock, Mock. He's a rookie. Yep, and then Luke Godiki. I don't know if that's how you yeah, I can't it.
0: I can't correct you on that because I have no
1: idea. <laughs> Go idiki all right uh, but <laughs> but yeah that's that's where we're going to attack and guess who's on that guess who can line up on that side you got jordan davis who's gonna line up over the center probably you got Jalen car who can they're gonna slide everybody this way and you got hmm. son who hopefully
0: this might i could see this being like a not coming out but game but let me remind you who the fuck i am kind hey,
1: of. hey hey welcome back if you yeah if you say so um I think I think he this is a game where he kinda gets gets it going. You know, I know he's he's had he had a thumb surgery, which I feel like has impacted. That might him. have a,
0: yeah. Uh because that's what I was I read something on Twitter is like for all Eagles fans that are a little concerned about Asan Reddick, you have to remember that he had a I guess it was a pretty bad thumb injury in training camp for him to for him not to play any preseason snaps, which I, None of the starters did, but they were holding him out of some training camp practices because of it. And when you're a guy like Hassan Reddick and you're a little undersized, you utilize, you base your pass rushes off your speed and your hand placement and uh, your hand like pass rush moves, I guess. Uh, but that I can see it being a problem, but, this i I think he gets it going this game it may just be my high hopes but i i have a lot of belief in Hassan, and uh just because obviously what we've seen last year but uh he's not a player where they had just one good year and that's it this is I feel like this this could be a game where he turns
1: it on yep and you brought up a great point with that uh have you ever played? defensive end or you or anything really on the defensive line or even the offensive line. You don't win your battles by just running past the person. You gotta do some type of hand fighting and guess what guess what? guess where your thumb is? It's on your hand. So like it's a very violent game when it comes to in the trenches. You're you're like karate chopping like arms and mm-hmm. it, you'll feel it in your thumb if, if your th- if your thumb isn't hundred percent. So like you know, his arsenal might not be, like, like super great right now because he's holding back because he just doesn't want to hurt it. And I don't blame him, you know. Um, but I think at some point he's going to turn it on. This is a great game to start. Um, you know, uh, and then, like I said, this, this is going to be a great game just to hopefully, like, the defensive line takes over. Like, we feel like they can. And I don't see a reason why they can't. Um, yeah. So. I've,
0: this might be <clears> – <throat> The Bucks' rushing attack might not even be seen just because right now the Eagles are leading. I'm pretty sure they're number one in the league in rush defense right now. And a lot of that comes from Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, Milton Williams, Jalen Carter. Uh, they're doing a lot of that, a lot of work and on the run defense. Ha- I give my hat off to Zach Cunningham as well. He's played excellent in, in run stoppage. So, and Tampa Bay's backs, man. I mean, they ain't got a whole lot to work with. Yep. Rashad White is about it. That's
1: pretty much it. Um, we'll we'll talk about the wide receivers and then we'll go back to the running backs because that that's definitely something I wanna wanna bring up. Uh so you know, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are your two big targets. Um Mike Evans is the big target because I believe he's what, six three, six four, maybe?
0: Might be a little bit taller than that. Honestly. Maybe six
1: five. Um and in the playoffs in the previous year, or two years ago, uh, they, they try to line him up against Devontae Maddox every time. And guess what? Avante Maddox, what, 5'8", five, 5'9"? Five, There's a big difference right there. That's almost a whole foot. Um, this this year, Avante Maddox isn't playing because he's hurt. So, you know, you hope that the bigger corners and James Bradbury and Darius is not this big dude, but, like, he's definitely not 5'9". You hope that you can match up those guys and, Definitely uh, slow them down. Mike Evans has had a solid start to this year. Chris Godwin is a solid number two as they come. He does does everything that they ask him to do, and he still puts up numbers. Um, he's not some, he's not somebody that will terrify you, uh, but he'll he'll be solid. He'll be if solid. you if you don't recognize
0: him, he will definitely he could tear you up. Yep. Um,
1: but uh, and like I said, Baker Mayfield, whenever pressure comes, he gets happy feet. He's gonna run around. Um, and I like I said, I think that the Eagles will do a good job containing him and just make him sweat and earn every every yard that he he gets. Um, so I think advantage Eagles right there. Uh, when it comes to the rushing attack for the Bucks, uh, Rashad Weiss averaging, I believe, two point eight or two point nine yards per carry. Uh, that's that's not gonna do it against this team. Uh the Eagles have only allowed one hundred twenty eight, hundred twenty seven, something like that yards so far. They're averaging
0: um, uh I seen it earlier, they're averaging 52.0 rush yards a
1: game. No, well, that'd be uh, that'd be one oh four. So there you go. Uh so yeah, nobody's really doing anything on the ground against the Eagles. Uh I believe last last game was like fourteen total yards on the ground. I can't remember. It's definitely bad. Yeah, uh, not good. And
0: kind of like, limit, limit an offense when they come when that happens.
1: Absolutely. And Rashad White's a fantasy running back. He's the only guy that on that on that offense that will get touches. Um but as far as like when it comes to like actual football, I don't think he is a guy to like really worry about. He's solid, but he's not like this game breaker. Like you have to you have to like plan specifically specifically for him. Um, and plus, like I said, we had the best, I want to say we have the best line in football too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, and then like, like you said, Zach Cunningham's great against the run. Nicholas is okay against the run. So like that front seven against the run, I'm not worried about it. Uh, I don't know if you are, but uh, I'm definitely no. not. No. Um,
0: it's going to be really, uh, it's going to be really pivotal with uh, re-blankenship and James Bradbury are able to come back this game, which I think they are. Pretty sure that they are. Uh, that's going to help your, help your pass defense out a lot. Um, Justin Evans has played okay. Uh, that other secondary spot, that other safety spot is kind of concerning, but it is what it is right now. I mean, it's still earlier in the year. Um, seen a lot of rumblings and talk on Twitter um, saying – Hey, City Brown used to play nickel corner and in college a little bit, but I don't think he's, I still don't think he's ready just yet. Um, I don't know. It's, I get a lot of faith in Mario Goodrich. Um, uh, your very first NFL game that you're having to come into, uh, you get lined up against Justin Jefferson a lot. That's a recipe for disaster for anybody. I'd be nervous. That's, that's not <laughs> that's definitely not something you want to come into. Um so and that, that Vikings offense passing wise is they're pretty good. I mean, they got some good players in that in that uh receiving room. Uh so I think he's got a full week of practice. Um if things start to get ugly at first. I think you <laughs> that's when you make a change. But um if he can get out there and hold his own, I think we'll be all right.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know who their slot receiver is. I'm assuming it would be, wow, uh, Trey Palmer, Devin Tompkins, or Raheem Jarrett. So one of them. Yeah, one of them. a great, great game for Mark to get his confidence up. If that's the case. Um,
0: Unless they slide one of them into the slot. <laughs> yep. So, but I think this is one of the games where James Bradbury might travel to the slot. Um, yeah. And you roll with Josh Job, out there on the other, the outside corner.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Um, but yeah, like the rushing attack doesn't scare me. Passing attack doesn't really terrify me because I I think our our D line will will create pressure and you know take away the opportunities for uh, Tampa to really throw the ball downfield. Um, so that being said. Uh, is there anything else that we've missed that you want to talk about before we wrap up and make our predictions?
0: I think we covered most of it so far. Um, kind of give my praise to Sean Desai. For what he's had to deal with so far, coming with, with injuries and stuff, he, uh, he's coached up a pretty damn good game plan every week. And I've, that's really encouraging to see.
1: It is. Um, if you... Eagles fan and you don't follow him already uh on x johnny page is a guy to follow uh he he does an all 22 breakdown and so i watch all 22 and but he kind of gives me like a starting point what to look for during the games um so give him give him a follow uh because if you want to understand the game of football uh definitely follow him and he'll he'll teach you uh the reason I bring up him is this last one I want to talk about is he mentioned that Nolan Smith uh, looks like he's not ready for the big time yet. He's been quiet this year. Um, so I wonder if he'll get a chance this game against a subpar so offensive line to make a splash play. I hope he does because everybody loves him. But you know, maybe, he, maybe he needs to hit the weight room this offseason, bulk up a little bit. But uh, – I only bring that up because we haven't heard anything from Nolan Smith and Hassan Reddick, who is the starting edge rusher, hasn't done anything yet. Uh, so, so yeah, I feel bad because nobody wants to be called too small, but that's what it seems like so far. But yep. he'll, he'll be okay. He'll be okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's make our predictions. I actually want to talk about the NFC East. Uh, so let's make our predictions for the 49ers-Giants. Do you want to go against the spread, or do you just want to go straight up?
0: Straight up. Let's just do straight up.
1: All right, straight up. Giants-49ers, what do you got? 49ers. 49ers, pretty easy. Uh, definitely wouldn't expect anything different. Uh, if you pick the Giants, you are either somebody who knows something we don't, or you're just a Giants fan. Uh, next up, we got the Bills Commanders uh, at Washington. Uh, give me... Something tells me the commanders are going to win that, but I'm like the Bills. <laughs> yeah, I could feel that. Um,
0: hats off to Eric Bieniemy for what he's doing over there in Washington. Um, that offense looks really good for what for what they got going right now. But uh, like you said, uh, something weird is going to happen in that game, or it might be one of them Josh Allen games where he throws a bunch of picks. Right. But uh, I'm I'm a roll with the Bills right now.
1: All right, uh, next one. Fox's game of the week, not really. Uh, Cowboys Cardinals in Arizona. That's a game of the week. Nah, I'm just kidding. It's, it's, in, it's in the the game of the week slot, but yeah,
0: it's just it's, of the Cowboys. It, it's the Cowboys. Cowboys win that.
1: All right. And finally, the game we're talking about now: the Tampa Bay Bucks versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Billy's traveling all the way down to Florida where it's hot and humid for a Monday night football game against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Bryce, give me your score prediction right this very second.
0: 27-14 Birds victory.
1: All right. And before we record it, I asked Josh to uh, send me his score prediction. Um, he said 31-21 Birds. Um, and my pick was... Similar to it, I think I picked this last week for the Vikings game. I'm gonna pick it again this week. It's gonna hit some point thirty-four seventeen equals. Um, the spread has dropped a little bit. It was, I think it was, it was like six. It dropped down to five. So don't know what Vegas knows, but uh, <laughs> but you know, I have full belief in this team. I feel like this is gonna be a win. I pray it's a win because if I go there and we lose to we sad, I won't ever go back to Tampa. Nope, never again. Just like we're not going back to Cincy, ever again, ever. Actually, I have to because me and Caitlin are are so close. to finishing the NFL stadium thing we're doing, we're not really that close, but we're about to we're about to finish up the East Coast. I tell you that much. Um, but yeah, I got the Eagles winning, thirty-four seventeen. Um, and yeah, that's the show for the week. Uh, next week we will definitely not be on time. Uh, we'll have a we'll probably record. Probably Friday, so uh, a week and two days from now. uh, We're going to take a little break, I guess, because I won't be back until Wednesday. Bryce will be back on Tuesday and then, you know, work, real life stuff. Um, So we'll do a review slash preview episode. It's probably a little bit longer um, for the next game, which I think we play the Rams next, right? Yep. 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 Going on the West Coast. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's the schedule. That's what to look forward to. Uh, be sure to follow us um, on all socials at the Link Lineup. We'll post uh, updates. We'll, we'll share where we're at, what we're doing, what we see. Uh, all of that. We'll take all the all the pictures. Um, so follow us along as we go to Tampa. Um, follow Bryce at Iron Bryce Haynes. Follow me at Cardiac Chase. Um, and until next time, as always, uh, go birds,
0: go birds.